0: Last week I was preaching on Easter and we were in the first half of Luke chapter 24. And so um, in my mind, this week we were going to be preaching about the journey on the road to Emmaus. Do you remember me saying that? And I said, next week we'll talk about what happened next. Well, unfortunately, um, I made a mistake because the set reading for today is actually what we've just heard from John's Gospel. Uh, And so if you were hoping for a road to Emmaus sermon, I'm really sorry. But the good news is, I think there's two of my previous Road to Emmaus sermons on our YouTube channel. So you can find them there um, and on our podcast if you want to hear them. Uh, so today uh, we have a title Is It Okay to Doubt? Because we heard about Thomas, and Thomas is known for what? Doubting. What do we call him? We call him Doubting Thomas. And I want to say two things. Uh, if you want to fall asleep in the sermon, that's fine. You can catch it on the podcast later. The two things you need to know. The answer to this question is yes. And, um, and Thomas was not doubting Thomas in the end. He was believing Thomas. The answer is, is it OK to doubt? Yes, it is. And Thomas was not doubting Thomas. He was Thomas who believed. And so. As we look through the chapter, um, the first part of the reading, Jesus has appeared to the disciples on Easter evening, and the doors are locked because they're afraid, and Jesus appears through the doors. This is um, a sign to us that Jesus' ministry is no longer bound by earthly limitations. Uh, He is resurrected, and so he comes and he says, peace be with you. Now, I imagine uh, you, like me, if we were in that room, the doors are locked, and we knew we'd locked them because we were afraid there was someone outside that might come in and disrupt what was going on. The doors are locked, and in walks Jesus, and he says, peace be with you. Would you be feeling peace at that moment in time? Two people say no, good, and everyone else is thinking, is this a trick question? No, it's not meant to be a trick question. No, I don't think you would. I wouldn't be. Jesus has appeared through a door that I know I locked. Jesus, who I thought had died, and he was now there with us. And after he said it, he showed them his hands and his side. He showed them the wounds of when he was nailed onto the cross and pierced with a sword. And the disciples, it says, were overjoyed because they had seen the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. And he talked about the Holy Spirit, but we'll leave that for another day. Now Thomas, it says, one of the twelve was not with the disciples. So there must have been ten of them there at that point. The other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. And just raise a hand if you've ever been to the theater and seen a play. And this can happen in movies too, but they tend to do more close shots. But in the theater, in a play, I won't move around too much because I don't know what camera I'm on, um, and, uh, and I'll upset the cameras. Um, or can I move? I can't move. Okay, I'll stay here. Uh, but so just imagine, in the corner of the stage, there is Jesus watching this whole thing. And you as the audience are watching a play, and you can see Jesus. You can see him watching as Thomas makes a fool of himself. It's everyone's, uh, one of, you know, for some people it's their, it's their nightmare, isn't it? Um, it's, it's what if I've accidentally left uh, the phone on or the something on and someone overhears a conversation. Um, the funniest thing, I, have, I haven't told a railway story for three weeks, and someone said to me, have you run out of them? And I've got one more, I think, and then I'm going to have to go on some trains and get you some more stories. But um, there was a time uh, traveling on a train when somebody had made the announcement, you know, we're, we're now approaching Birmingham New Street Station, uh, da, da, da da and they made the announcement, and then there's a button, the button that keeps the thing live. And, um, and they forgot to turn the button off. And so then the staff are in there having a conversation. And you know if you've worked anywhere, if you work in a hospital, I know nurses can do this, if you work in a restaurant, I know servers can do this, if you work anywhere, people will have those kind of conversations that you don't want everyone to hear. That conversation was heard by the entire train because they'd forgotten to put the thing down properly. And uh, and then someone went in and said, "Um, do you realize that you're broadcasting to 400 people? So Thomas is standing... Uh, Thomas is, 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 uh, if we're in the stage, Thomas is standing in the middle of the stage. We can all see him make a fool of himself with Jesus at the back. And Thomas emphatically says, unless I see the nail marks in his hands, unless I pierce, see, uh, feel where he, he was pierced in the side, unless I put my fingers there, I'm not going to believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again. And it's at this point... Thomas is with them now. The doors are locked again and Jesus appears, demonstrating his ministry is no longer bound by earthly limitations. Jesus appears, and he says what he always says, peace be with you, and then he said to Thomas, put your finger here in my hands. Reach out and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas, uh, at that moment, says, my Lord and my God. Now, we're near the end of John's gospel at this point, and you know how John's gospel begins. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so we see at the beginning of John's gospel this proclamation uh, by the the fourth gospel writer that this, this is God, this is about God. And now we see Thomas, who was doubting, uh, affirming what said at the beginning of the gospel This is my God. You are my Lord and my God. Jesus says to Thomas, Stop doubting and believe. Is it okay to doubt? Yes. But you will not find doubt in a list of the fruits of the Spirit. You will not find doubt in the list of spiritual gifts. It's okay to doubt, but we need a road map, or if you don't use maps, a GPS that will lead us through to a place of belief. Thomas was actually really good. He was quite scientific. Uh, any of you who are scientists or, um, or engineers and you like to see things quite methodically laid out, it was really well laid out from Thomas's perspective. "'Here's what I need in order to believe,' said Thomas. He wanted to see the wounds in his hand and in his side, and then he would believe. So for us, with the doubts that we have, can we do what Thomas did? Can we articulate as Thomas did? Here is what we need in order to believe. Now, obviously, we are not going to see Jesus in person this side of heaven in the same way that Thomas did. But if you're having a conversation with an atheist, uh, which are always fun, uh, or someone who doesn't believe, and uh, they will they will probably give you some clues as to the things that they need in order to overcome their doubt. Thomas is a great example of what to do with our doubt. He tells us, he shows us a strategy of how we can overcome doubt by having a list of criteria. And, you know, some of us love lists, some of us um, are more uh, into our feelings, um, and uh, so there's different ways that we might look at this. In the Alpha Course, um, which, as you know, was developed by Nicky Gumbel, who, before he was a preacher, was a lawyer, um, there is a focus on evidence. What is the evidence? And there's all sorts of evidence. And so for some people, in order to overcome doubt, what they want is evidence. Uh, They want to understand where the texts are from. They want to look at what the Bible says in the context of Roman history. For other people, it's not about evidence. It's about experience. It's about the experience of God. That experience can come through prayer that is answered. It can come through knowing that God is with us by His Holy Spirit in good times and bad times. It can come sometimes in in this place, in coming into church, and not just here, but, but any church. The wonderful thing about churches is that we, we can do the, the full extremes, and so on, on the one hand, you can come into church in the week, and nobody's here, and you can walk in, and it's peaceful, and it's quiet, and we can know that God, God's with us by His Spirit in the peace and the quiet. Morning prayer is a great time to come in. If you want to come to a service that is uh, smaller with less people here, we, we vary between five and ten people. Um, actually, one day in Holy Week, we had 15 um, revival on a Tuesday, would you believe? But uh, there's still that sense of peace and quiet. And then at the other extreme, uh, here on a Sunday at this service, uh, is it, the opposite end, where, we're, um, where we sing and we worship and we praise, and, uh, and God inhabits the praises of His people. And so we know God is with us in those different ways. Maybe it's evidence from looking at the history. Maybe it's evidence from prayer that's answered. Maybe it's the experience of God, of knowing God with us, of seeing God uh, do a miracle, of believing an angel is around us and, 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 and walking alongside us, of knowing the Spirit with us at some point. Different ways. What is it for you that you need in order to deal with the doubt that you have? I wonder. Doubting is absolutely okay. But it's not a virtue and it's not a fruit of the Spirit. It's not something we aspire to do. And we're told that we are blessed. Those of us who believe in Jesus, he says in verse 29, because you have seen me, you have believed, to Thomas, and so this is to us. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. In life groups, uh, we were looking at the passage in Luke where, um, where the apostles say to Jesus, increase our faith. I wonder what happens when we pray that prayer. Lord, would you increase our faith? Would you help us know more of you? Is it okay to doubt? Yes. But we don't want to stay there We want to move to a place where we grow in faith. For Thomas, it was the physical reality of the risen Jesus right in front of him that made him believe. I wonder what it is for you as you deal with the doubts that you have. Often it's in conversation that we explore our doubts. We might explore our doubts in life group. um, And then... um, Sometimes people come and talk to, to Roxanne or to me and they, and they have a conversation with us trying to understand uh, some theology or something that's in the Bible. Um, and I just want to encourage you to, to keep on doing that. Um, I do spend an awful lot of time doing administration and organizing things and scheduling things and trying to find people to fill jobs. And you know what a joy it is when someone asks me a question about the Bible? It's like for a moment I'm, I'm free of all the meetings and the administration and I can actually look at some kind, of, uh, some kind of question in a bit more detail. So do please, as you have doubts, if something is, is, is bothering you, do, do talk to one of us. That's what we're here for. I mean, of course, we are here for the meetings and the administration and everything as well, but uh, that doesn't really give life in the same way getting into the Bible does. What are your doubts? What questions do you have? And what are you doing about them? And so Thomas went from being doubting Thomas in my mind to believing Thomas. Because he said in verse uh, 28 that truth, my Lord and my God. Jesus died on the cross on Good Friday. To save us from our sins. He descended, as it's said in the creed, to the dead. And on the third day, Easter day, Resurrection Sunday, he rose again. And so because of that, we may follow Jesus through death to life that continues eternally with God forever. We can know that God is with us both in the here and now of today and in the days to come as we put our faith and trust in him. We can know that God holds us in the palm of his hand, that he cares for us and he loves us. That Jesus loves us in the midst of our doubt. And yet we don't stay there. We move forward so that we grow in faith in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, uh, we thank you for your Holy Spirit with us. We thank you for Thomas and the example of um, doubt that turned into faith and trust. We thank you for that reminder that we who are here are blessed because we have not seen you and yet we have believed. And Lord, we offer you today our doubts, our concerns, and our fears. We ask you to increase our faith and fill us with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.